All right, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. Russell Dowd in here with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. This is podcast number 66, I believe. Uh, Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show podcast. We have been off for the holidays. Happy New Year to all of you tuning in. This is our January 5th recording, podcast number 66 of the Texas Hemp Show. Uh, Again, Russell Dowden here with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. We are working on that for you now. That will be coming out here around the 15th of January. So happy New Year to everybody and welcome back to our program. So we're glad to get back here in the saddle and do this. Joining me also, Jesse Williams here from the Texas Cannabis Collective. Our guest this week is Joe Jaworski, a third-generation Texas trial attorney and former mayor of Galveston, Texas. Joe's term as mayor was defined by his unwavering support for and success in rebuilding Galveston's storm-devastated public housing, political choice that's made a, a positive difference there for thousands of the island residents. And But it cost him his second term there. Joe went to the University of Texas. His family is, is actually the grandson of Leon Jaworski, the lead prosecutor on the Watergate trial there against Nixon. Joe joining us here on the Texas Hip Show. Welcome to the program, Joe. How are you, my friend? Doing great. Great to see you, and Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, too. I heard you on a, my co-host program a few weeks, maybe a month or two ago. Jesse had you guys on uh, the Collective Show and uh, was really impressed with what I heard especially because you're a Democrat, and I really felt you're, you, you you really swayed me. I'm, I'm kind of a progressive uh, politically. I've always kind of been an independent Joe. But, man, I really liked the things that you had to say and, and was impressed with the, the your, your appearance on Jesse's program a few weeks back there and was just excited to get you on and, and here on the Texas Hemp Show and, and get your take on hemp, cannabis, and, and, um, and, and things that, that affect the laws here in the Lone Star State. So, so glad to have you on, man. Yeah, you bet, buddy. Anytime. Well, Jesse, um, where would you like to start? You had him on a couple of weeks ago. and um... Well, I know um, one of the things we talked about in my show was community. And I wanted to see, have Joe expand about community here on this show because that is something I know is a very hot topic that people like to talk about. They want to see people joining together in their community. Well, that's right. I mean, first off, that is the best way to live is within a community, uh, a broad-based community. And to me, the word community talks about getting along. Uh, And right now in politics, it is designed for us to argue with each other and not get along. And there's no productivity in that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, clearly I'm engaging in a zero-sum game, which requires a winner and a loser in each of these elections, which is ironic, but the whole idea is that once the government is seated, I mean, isn't that a, a cool word? Y'all sit down and you know, let's, let's govern, then it ought to be a progressive government, meaning we should progress and, and create laws that actually benefit uh, as many people as possible. I mean, Texas has a great uh, uh, you know, deal. I wouldn't call it a problem. And that is its population is growing its population is diverse and getting more diverse every day. And this whole thing where we're trying to shut things down, and I'll go right to the issue of uh, legalizing cannabis, uh, is really backward thinking. Uh, And these these new laws that the Texas Department of Health now comes up with about how hemp is, you know, uh, now in question and, you know, uh, Delta aid is no longer legal. I mean, 
who is running the show is my question. Mm -hmm. And why are they being so difficult? And so that's the beauty of these elections, Jesse and, and Russell, every two years or four years, because people, if they're paying attention, can say, you know, our community uh, needs to be more broad minded and we're going to elect people to lead us in that direction. And so that's one of the reasons I'm running for Texas attorney general. I like that word community. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. And, you know, one of the things that impressed me about your conversations in that show with Jesse was, you know, you just sound like one of the guys, Joe. You just wanted to have a beer with you after that after that interview. Talk about, I guess, let's get right into some of the things like with hemp and, and cannabis. Well, you bet, Russell. I mean, and there's so many reasons that, that I take this position. But when I announced... Uh, in the summer of 2020, you know, so I've been campaigning for 18 months mm -hmm. uh, with the election in in less than, you know, five weeks, the primary election. So this is go time. But one of the first things that we decided to do was, you know, let's take a non-culture war issue and put it as one of our premier issues. And, and I, it just came to me. Let's legalize cannabis in Texas. Um, and the reason this occurred to me was not really a political question, but it was a lifestyle question. What I do for a living, Russell, is uh, after 30 years of being a Texas trial lawyer, I am now a full-time mediator. And do you know what my niche is? Uh, it is veterans and uh, retired veterans now who are military contractors, when they have personal injury claims arising out of their service in the war on terror, mm -hmm. uh, then they have a worker's compensation claim. I'm their mediator. I'm not the lawyer for either the insurance company mm -hmm. or the injured veteran, but I am um, a mediator. Well, before COVID, Russell, we were traveling all around the country doing these mediations. Mm -hmm. And when I'd land in states where cannabis was legal, the veterans would speak glowingly about how it helped their chronic pain, their PTSD um, and you know it goes on and on because we uh, we know what a palliative it is for cancer survivors and mm -hmm. you know chronic pain sufferers etc. So I decided why shouldn't Texas have that since we have such an abundant population of um, you know veterans and we have the second largest population in the country and we have a medical center that is the envy of the the developed world. Why do we have Dan Patrick and um, you know, conservative is not a bad word, right? But, but these people are more authoritarian than conservative. And, and it, it really is like, you shall not is really the tone. It, mm -hmm. There's no policy behind it. So we decided that one of the things we would add to our platform, and I decided it was we're going to legalize cannabis for jobs and revenue for a palliative that comes from mother nature, rather than the chemist lab. And finally, for social and criminal justice reform, Russell. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I don't remember what the millions were, Jesse, but uh, the state of Arizona was, uh, this was an article I read not too long ago, but there was, uh, well, there's several things that have occurred in the last 12 months, but the state of Arizona had, I don't know how many hundred millions of dollars, Joe, that came from economic impact on cannabis sales in the state of Arizona. Um, recently, the state of in, uh, Illinois 
announced uh, that their tax revenues that were generated in the state of Illinois for cannabis exceeded the tax revenues generated for that state's alcohol tax. Uh, and so when your cannabis tax starts out out taxing your 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 liquor tax, uh, that's that's a big time that's big time revenue for any state. Well, it, you know, it, exactly if I can add this there is a wonderful uh, uh, study, a paper, if you will, done by Willie Nelson's law firm, and they are known as Vicente Sederberg. They are one of the nation's leaders in cannabis policy law. And I've had a chance to meet some of their lawyers. They have offices all over the nation. Well, they used Colorado as an example. And mm. if we tax known usage, which is probably a very conservative estimate, because once you make it legal, you might imagine more people would do it, then uh, we would generate $1.1 billion every two years. And, and the reason I say every two years is, as we know, the legislature works on a biennial calendar every mm -hmm. two years. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's a $1.1 billion to the bottom line. And that's a very conservative number. And, you know, man, I mean, look, we're a property tax weary state. And you can put that money toward education or mental health services or supplementing security so that police aren't required to show up at a mental health crisis with a gun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's just so many things you can do about it. And, and, and I liked what you said about it could outraise alcohol taxes. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. You know, and Texas, Joe, is traditionally such a wealthy state. We've got, you know, we lead the nation in a lot of categories. And you just figure... You know, man, uh, we get our hands on the, you know, look, look what we've done with, you know, highways and education and, and things with the, with the Texas lottery in the 19, early 90s. Um, you know, man, the, I, I, I think we'd outdo the lottery in cannabis tax. I, I have no doubt. And, I, and what I like to tell people when, when they say, oh, go on, you know, how, how could this be? I say, wait a minute now. Hold on. I said. It's illegal. Who cares? A hundred years ago, if you were as daring as to grow grapes and make your own wine, you'd be going to prison, right? It was called prohibition. And now I ask you to drive, for example, from Austin, Texas to Fredericksburg on one sunny day and tell me how many wineries you count. Right. Oh, there's I mean, a lot. It's, it's dozens. And, 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 you know, that, that's, that's a cash crop. Mm -hmm. It could be the same thing here in Texas. And we got a lot of land and a lot of entrepreneurial spirit. Joe, we've got a lot of things going on with the smokable hemp ban. There's a Delta 8 discussion that's going on with uh, the dishes. Uh, you know, it seems like the, we're, the state's right now just been under a big, you know, there's a lot of regulation going on. It feels like um, we're being overregulated. Is, is, is that a fair statement? It, it is a fair statement. It is a fair statement, Russell. And it's also fair to you know, wag our fingers disapprovingly uh, at the Texas GOP leadership, which claims, you know, in, in last, you know, inspection to be the, the party of small government. No, not at all. They are authoritarian and they're over-regulating. So you, you hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. What is one of the best reasons you think that voters might want to choose you? I, you've given me one good reason to vote for, 
for you already in this show. But uh, you know, uh, speak to your 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 values. Your your you know, you went to school here in Austin, and um, you come from a good family that that, that in, of attorneys. You, you've got a kind of a rich Texas history, uh, but you know. Give us a reason why you, just someone just coming into the fold, learning about you today, w- w- should vote for you. Well, you bet. And and if I can be more specific, vote for me for Texas Attorney General. Mm-hmm. So there's something special about the connection of a Jaworski attorney in Texas running for the Texas Attorney General's office right now. And that's because the incumbent, Ken Paxton, uh, is is exhibiting an unprecedented level of criminality. Uh, he's been under indictment his entire incumbency. Uh, he is being investigated by the FBI, the State Bar of Texas, the United States Congress. He is so embattled that he is compromised. He cannot do the job that's necessary. So I'm asking people to vote for an experienced attorney. I've been a Texas lawyer for 30 years someone who has local government experience. Yeah, I was a city council member and a mayor for a total of eight years in Galveston, which, you know, on a on a good day uh, is 50 to 60,000 population with a leading medical institution, Mm -hmm. University of Texas Medical Branch. But Russell, in the summer, you can have a quarter million people down there. So, you know, there's (laughs) hospitality, there's medicine, there's coastal issues. And we served as mayor right after Hurricane Ike. So I will tell you, Texas Disaster Act, yeah. uh, Community Development Block Grant, so all this experience. And then finally, I think this is something that, that is very unique uh, as a full-time mediator. You know, uh, to be a successful mediator like I am, you have to have deep listening skills. You have got to be innovative in your problem solving. Mm-hmm. and You've got to make it work. Um, and so that is something that is missing in politics today. So I would ask people to look at Jaworski, who, whose DNA, whose family uh, took on Richard Nixon uh, at a very fraught time for our Constitution. You might say that dealing with public corruption is, is my family's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 true. It's it's in your roots to uh, to weed out the corruption and to uh, get to the bottom of things and, and clean house in some ways. Our guest, uh, Joe Jaworski, running for a Texas Attorney General as a Democratic candidate here coming up in the in the uh, coming March elections. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on the Texas Hemp Show, and we will be right back with our guest, uh, Joe Jaworski, right after this. It's the Texas Hemp Show. is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. 
Hello, Texas hemp farmers. This is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595. To learn more, mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com, where we have the seeds you need to succeed. Medical marijuana is legal in Texas. Do you suffer from cancer, PTSD, IBS, peripheral neuropathy, autism, epilepsy, seizure disorders, osteoarthritis, or fibromyalgia? Well, medical marijuana is now legal in Texas as of September of 2021. Visit TexasMedicalMarijuanaDoctors.com. Call 713-659-HEMP. That's 713-659-HEMP. And tell them you heard from the Texas Hemp Show. Visit our friends online at TexasMedicalMarijuanaDoctors.com. Hey, this is Cheech Marine, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs' exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. Russell Dowden here, publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. This is podcast number 66. Jesse Williams here with me co-hosting the show along with his good buddy Flacco. <laughs> Flacco hanging out with us. Hi, Flacco. Howdy. <laughs> Flacco joining us, I guess, in the studio today. Uh, our guest, Texas Attorney General candidate uh, Joe Jaworski, joining us uh, on the program here. Thank you again, Joe, for being a part of the Texas Hemp Show. You bet. What are some of your priorities and what's, you know, name a couple of main pl- campaign platforms. Clearly, that, that cannabis marijuana, you know, platform is, is huge, and, and that's going to resonate with a lot of our types, of our, a lot of our listeners in, in many ways, but but what are some other priorities for, for you, Joe? Yeah, thank you, Russell. So one is local government control. I mean, again, as a former mayor, I lived the, the magnificence of local government. It's mm-hmm. clearly the best government 
because it's the most responsive government. You can have coffee with your mayor. Uh, you can write an editorial in the local paper and have some reasonable expectation local leadership will read it. You can go to the meetings, city, county, school board. You know, try to have coffee with Greg Abbott and let me know how that works out. Um, uh, no, no, I have a better idea, Russell. Let, let's go see Ken Paxton and test his open door policy. Right? <laughs> it, it doesn't exist. And so, so my point is, you know, why should we, you know, allow state government to put its authoritarian thumb down on local decision making authority? So my promise to you, Russell, my pledge to the voters is in my attorney general opinion section, you know, I'll, I'll call balls and strikes as you want me to, but on matters where there's interpretation to be had, I will announce proudly my bias in favor of cities, counties, and school districts. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to let them break the law, but if it's, oh, gee, which way do we go? My bias is go with the local government because that's what federalism requires. All mm -hmm. right. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we've already talked about cannabis, of course. Well, here's another one. Elections. You know, Ken Paxton is so proud of his voter fraud unit. Well, let me tell you something. It's all based on a lie. And he's only been able to come up with a handful of prosecutions in the last 20 years, uh, he and, and Mr. Um, Abbott. And we know that the level of fraud, as they call it, is, is smaller when you do the math than the bad stuff we drink in the water every day. I mean, since 2004, they've only come up with about 600 instances. And that isn't 600 people. That's like several dozen people. And they find like eight or nine infractions each. And there's been 100 million votes since 2004, just in the November elections. Forget the primaries. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, that math doesn't work for me. So it's a suppression technique. Here's my pledge. When I'm the attorney general, I will take that fake voter fraud unit and I will turn it into a voter access unit, Russell. Mm -hmm. So let me give you one example of what I'm going to do. Did you know that there's a law on the books that requires every principal in the state of Texas, public, private, charter, religious school, doesn't matter. And that principal every year has to offer registration to the senior class. Everyone who turns 18, you got to offer it twice a year. Well, it isn't done. Now, I, as attorney general, I'll be able to send a nice firm letter. It won't be mean. And it'll say new new sheriff in town. You guys need to do this. Let mm -hmm. me know the dates you're doing it. And so can you imagine, Russell, if we registered every 18 year old and, and that these young adults mm -hmm. would begin voting at such a young age, it would become a habit. And if we yeah. can generate the same zeal at 18 when it's time to vote that we do two years earlier when it's time to get the driver's license, man, we'd, we'd have it made as a, as a civilization. So that's an essential aspect of American citizenship. I think the attorney general can have a big impact on. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, I, I think voters need to, young voters especially, need to get proactive. I remember when I was young, it was a cool thing. I think my first time even voting ever, Joe, was for Ann Richards uh, when, uh, for governor when I was in high school. But I thought it was the coolest thing. So I think that, that that's, a good, uh, that's a, good, a good thing to platform on as well. Jesse, do you have anything? You wanted to mention something on the off air there. We, we were talking about the local control item, and I think it's just been kind of COVID is a good example mm -hmm. of cities, counties needing, and school boards especially, needing to have control over what's going on in their district rather than a state stepping in and trying to have this broad resolution that they think it's one size fits all and it's not. 
Oh, I agree with that, Jesse. And, and you know, he's the governor is abusing the Texas Disaster Act and the attorney general is letting him do it. Now, look, the governor can make his own political determination if he wants to let it go. In other words, you know, I don't want to have a mandate. Well, that's your political decision, Governor Abbott. But you're abusing the Texas Disaster Act when you, you know, make it impossible for local leaders to meet their moment in their local jurisdictions. That's an abuse. You can choose not to take action. That's fine. But you cannot prevent others from taking action. I think a way that I've, I've presented to people is that if you're going to declare there's an emergency, what steps are you taking to remediate this emergency? And right now we have, we're in a, a place where they're going, there's an emergency, but we're really doing almost nothing. And then turning around and saying, but we need to keep the emergency declarations in place. I, I'll tell you what the emergency is, Jesse, is his primary election. I mean, it's sad. That's clearly what's motivating him is paranoia. We were talking about Richard Nixon earlier. I mean, why did Nixon, you know, and his handlers authorize a break in to the Democratic National Headquarters in 1972 when Nixon was clearly going to beat McGovern? Right. I mean, well, it's paranoia, political paranoia. And apparently that's what our governor is experiencing. Well, campaigning during COVID, how has that affected the nature of campaigns? You mentioned there was an event in Round Rock that was rescheduled for, I guess, uh, online instead of uh, in person. What uh, what has yeah. made the life uh, challenging these last eighteen months for you with the the campaign trail? You know, with COVID, how are how are things? Uh, you know, how are you dealing with that? Well, absolutely. Thank you, Zoom. Right. That's what I and and right. we started. So, you know, it, it's 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 ebb and flow. In other words, when the campaign started in July 2020, uh, you know, everybody was still waiting on a vaccine. Uh, the vaccine showed up. Uh, and by May 1st of 2021, people were saying, let's do it live. And so our first visit in person was in Bryan College Station. And boy, we had a great summer and fall. I mean, we traveled all over the state. And by the end of the year, Russ, uh, Russell, we've done 180 visits combined, Zoom and in person. Now, over the last 10 days, really over the last week, mm -hmm. to be specific, everybody is having to unfortunately cancel everything and go back to a Zoom format. Now, you know, some people are saying, look, if you're vaccinated and wear a mask, we can do things live. So we're going to kind of see how bad Omicron is. But it's very clear Abbott is taking no steps to mitigate. And uh, again, that is a decision he's making for a primary election rather than the public health. Well, Joe, I've got about two minutes left with you here. I, I want to keep you all night. I'll let you get back to your family there. Jaworski running for attorney general here uh, as we come into the March voting uh, with primaries, uh, know that you know you've, you've got principled and proven leadership. This is one of the things we've seen on, on your campaign trail. You know, I guess give us a give us your final final pitch. You know, here in the last uh, minute and a half or so we have with you. You bet, Russell. Well, I'm running for Texas Attorney General to restore integrity to the office. Uh, it has clearly been said that the Attorney General role is the intersection of law and politics, but unfortunately, the incumbent with all his criminality, has in fact decided to be less of a lawyer and more of a culture warrior. So the office is being used to file lawsuits so that there are winners and losers. I, I disagree with that. I think there ought to be a way as a consumer protection division to help people whatever their political uh, outlook is. Mm -hmm. And here's my final comment to you. 
if we do need a consumer protection lawyer, for example, to take it to the health insurance companies so that health care claims are paid on time and doctors are no longer dying on the vine waiting to be paid for the care they deliver to you. Let me just say, whether it is a COVID mismanagement or Senate Bill 8, the atrociously entitled Heartbeat Act, or these voter suppression laws, it would sure be great if we had a people's attorney to represent the people. And Russell, my message to your listeners and viewers is your attorney has arrived. Well, we are excited for you. I, I, I'm, uh, I like that you're campaigning on this cannabis issue. I think that, that, that that's probably a first, I, I think, for an attorney general candidate to run on on, on something like that. That's very bold. And, and I'm going to be watching you carefully as, uh, as you make this journey here to, to get in, into the, uh, the attorney general's office. Uh, Joe Jaworski, Democratic candidate for Texas attorney general. Thank you so much for your time, buddy. You bet, Russell. I'll, I'll come back anytime. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Yes, sir. All right. There he goes. That is Joe Jaworski for Texas Attorney General's Office, Democratic candidate. I like his stance on a lot of the, the things that he stands for. And I think, you know, that's pretty progressive, Jesse, with, uh, you know, going for a, a all out on the uh, on the cannabis issue. If you're attorney generals for cannabis, that's that's definitely a step in, in a positive direction. And, and I know listeners of this program and your program Certainly would appreciate that. Well, like we talked about, and he mentioned it before, it's it's a social criminal justice reform. It's medical reform. It's, when we see criminal justice reform, it's prison reform. It's police reform. Yeah. It, it covers so many things. It's like a tree with branches, and it just goes everywhere. Well, we will take a quick break here on the Texas Hip Show. It's podcast number 66. Our guest again this week, Joe Jaworski, running for Attorney General's office here in the Lone Star State. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this. Texas Hemp Farmers. This is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595. To learn more, mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com, where we have the seeds you need to succeed. Medical marijuana is legal in Texas. Do you suffer from cancer, PTSD, IBS, peripheral neuropathy, autism, epilepsy, seizure disorders, osteoarthritis, or fibromyalgia? Well, medical marijuana is now legal in Texas as of September of 2021. Visit TexasMedicalMarijuanaDoctors.com. Call 713-659-HEMP. That's 713-659-HEMP. And tell them you heard from the Texas Hemp Show. Visit our friends online at TexasMedicalMarijuanaDoctors.com. Hey, this is Cheech Marine, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs exclusive hemp monitoring program. 
Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hip Show. It's podcast number 66. God, 66? It's kind of weird. We just got back from, you know, the holiday break. So we took two weeks off from the 29th and the 15th. Or maybe it was the 21st and the 20, the 29th. So we took off two Two weeks in a row there just for the holiday. So the 22nd a, and the 29th. Yeah, those are the two weeks we took off. So it's a, it's a good to be back in here doing these, but uh, uh, kind of yawns from the holidays there. Uh, but uh, we, are, we are working on the uh, new issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter. We'll be out, it's going to be our, actually calling it the February issue, but it will be out in mid-January. And we're profiling many of the candidates that are running for commissioner for agriculture. So we kind of sent out, Jesse and I sent out some questions to these candidates. Kerry uh, Council, Republican. I spoke with a lengthy conversation with James White. Representative James White and I talked for a good half hour or more yesterday. Republican uh, candidate for commissioner of agriculture. Um, he's already given us his responses. And I've got Susan Hayes. We, Susan's going to be responding to our questions, a questionnaire. I've reached out to the Ed Irison candidate and Sid Miller, but have not heard back yet from those guys. But uh, Carrie, James, and Susan all responding to uh, the Texas Hemp Reporters questionnaire on uh, agriculture. And uh, uh, when we asked about hemp and uh, Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 8 issues. Well, kind of about a- like the smokable hemp ban, medical yep. cannabis, um, the current state of the hemp program. Things, things of that nature. It's four it, questions total. Yeah, it was, it was four questions, but it was for all the same questions for each candidate. So it lets everybody kind of have a have a, a go at uh, those questions. So we will be printing those uh, in the magazine for our readers uh, in, in, in the February issue. So right in time for uh, the uh, primary elections and, and uh, see what uh, these uh, candidates... We couldn't do it for every single candidate running at the state government level, but I felt like those... Five for uh, commissioner of agriculture made sense, so we'll we'll do that and uh, hopefully hear from our own commissioner Sid Miller on uh, the topic. But we are working on the magazine for folks, and um, that'll be out. And uh, who do we got next week on the program? It is uh, oh Lucas and his company will Lucas be on. Lucas Evans, yeah, Lucas will be on. Uh, he's got a, a 
a processing company out in Taylor, Texas, and Lucas will be joining us on the Texas Hemp Show. So check us out there and uh, follow us on our Twitter. Say hi on Instagram if you want. Um, folks don't know, but these shows are also video on in our YouTube channel. So I think it's a, a cool. You get to see these if you want and uh, take a look at our our, our Flacco friend this week uh, made it uh, to the appearance here on the on the Texas <laughs> show so check that out and we will uh, we will pass this thing off um, uh, but check us out on, on on the social media sites we'd love to get a follow and a like from you guys out there and uh, we'll see you next week with our processors from Taylor with Lucas and uh, thanks for tuning in and thank you again to our guest Joe Jaworski a Texas Democratic candidate for Attorney General joining us on the program this week it's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll see you next time. Take care. Adios. Then you look into my eyes. Lord knows to my surprise, the only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. The only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. Yes, he was. He was. Yes, he was. No matter how hard I try When he started sweet talking